Hello. My ghouls and creeps and everything in between. Um, welcome back for episode 7. This is episode 7. Yay. Um, it has been a week, hasn't it? I mean, I've been sick. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, curled up in a burrito in bed trying to get over it. And today I'm finally actually able to eat again. And on top of that, now, now we've got a hurricane coming towards us. Or tropical storm, I should say. Yep, fun stuff. Fun stuff. And I didn't want to make y'all wait any any longer on this week's episode. Because I love you guys. Um, I have three stories for you guys today. Um, their titles are Fresh Faces, Persuaded, and The Rake. Yeah, we've talked about The Rake. I've been meaning to do The Rake. I know you guys want to hear The Rake. (laughs) Okay, um, also I'm going to have my daughter here. You might hear her giggle at me when I stumble over my words. And... She's going to be here for discussion, like, after I finish reading. Hopefully, you guys will be able to hear her pretty good. I mean, Dagan showed up pretty well in the last episode. Whoopsies. Anyway. um, Nobody will be choking on ice cream this time. Got it. <laughs> I promise. Um, I have some trigger warnings that I want to put out there. I don't think my first two stories have any trigger warnings. Not maybe. that I can think of. Maybe, um, death. Um, same with the second story. But the third story, The Rake, uh, it's got mentions of suicide and self-harm. So, if you guys can't handle that, please feel free to skip this episode. Um... I decided to do the Slenderman episode next week because it is a lot. It's going to take a lot. Oh, no. But, yeah. All right. Without further ado, let's get creepy. creepy. All right. The name of this story is Fresh Faces. Hi, I'm Seth. I'm writing this note bottling it, and tossing it into the brook by my house. Writing helps me keep my sanity. Hopefully somebody who reads will pick it up and come help me. It started a month ago. I was down in my basement office on my computer watching Old Mystery Science Theater 3000 reruns. The phone rang next to me, but I didn't pay any attention to it. It was never for me. And on the off occasion that it was, it was usually my brother, and half the time... We were on the phone, Would my nephew would be trying to grab it to talk to me himself. Mom yelled down the stairs that the phone was for me. Yeah, I live at home with my folks, sue me. Anyway, I picked up. Hello, I said, paying more attention to the antics of the robots on my TV screen. It's begun. The voice was little more than a whimper, a plea. I didn't recognize the voice. Excuse me? I asked, wondering who on earth was calling. They've come. I don't have much time, Jeff. 
You told me to call if what we did caused trouble. Now a little worried, I said, Uh, I think you've got the wrong number. This is Seth, not Jeff. Don't go outdoors, the person shrieked, completely freaked out. I disconnected the call. Must have been some prank caller, but I wasn't amused. Rattled, I put the matter behind me. Much later, I finished watching videos and shut, off the, shut the lights off to head upstairs. It was pitch black, but I knew the way. The dark seemed a little more oppressive this time, though. I shrugged off the feeling and went upstairs. As I passed through the living room, I chanced to look out the window. There were people outside, on a walk or something. I checked my watch, and it said 3 a.m. That's weird, I muttered, and I stumbled up to my upstairs room and drifted off to sleep. I was a fool that first night. If I'd recognized what I'd seen, I would have saved myself the terror and just stepped outside. The next morning, the news was on. Odd, since my dad usually turned on the turned to the sports channel before we went he went off to work. I didn't even glance as I threw on a tie and stumbled into the bathroom. An uneasy feeling crept into my gut as I did my morning routine. I usually had to fight for bathroom space, but today there wasn't a sound. I peeked out of the room and saw that the front door was open, but the glass storm door was not. There wasn't a sound. Looking outdoors, I saw those same people I'd seen the night before. Oh God. I opened the door. Immediately, their heads snapped towards me. I recoiled and leapt inside quickly as I could, feeling something catch my ankle as I did so. Oh God, oh God. Their faces were fixed in expressionless gazes, their mouths slightly agape and dripping blood. I looked down and saw one right next to the porch, withdrawing its arm that it had tried to grab me with. With dizzying horror, I recognized my little brother. Slamming the door, I locked it tight and stumbled back into the living room. The television was reporting that a disease was spreading from South Canada across the U.S. I shut it off and pointlessly called out to see if anyone else was in the house. no answer. So began my solitary existence. The news ran for a few days before they were called. Kept making the stupidest mistake going home every night. The electricity has stayed running. I guess someone left the switch on at the factory. Or maybe it's just northern New England that's been overrun. I don't know. The internet's been out too, so that's annoying. While the news was running, they called them zombies, going back to that old standby. I guess it works. I mean, they don't do a whole lot, and they're definitely dead. They walk around until their legs rot out from underneath them. Then they crawl until they literally fall to pieces. Ooh. 
while they've got legs, they're fast. That's how they jumped my family, I suppose. And the police car that drove to the house to see if there were any survivors? That wasn't fun to look at every morning. They overturned the car while chasing him, so I'm stuck. Cops to the rescue again. They didn't really need food, so they didn't even finish eating the poor guy. But they dismembered him. That's why he couldn't get up and join them. I still see him gnashing his teeth fruitlessly, though. For about a week, a guy on the radio hopefully pointed out that they were falling to pieces, so all we needed to do was wait them out. Then, he got impatient and went outdoors. Nobody's been on the radio for two weeks. I'm in trouble, though, you see. The house has no food left. I can't wait for them all to fall down dead all over again. I've made a couple expeditions to the general store. Luckily, I had that sword collection upstairs. <laughs> Finally come in use for something. They're all too slow to catch me when I run. But there are so many that sometimes I panic. Last time they nearly got me. I broke the front door getting back in. Now the cold seeps in every night and I can see one standing out on the porch now. Not ten feet from where I'm writing this. You're safe indoors. Don't ask me why they abhor coming inside. Whatever the reason, it's been my lifeline. Unfortunately, they seem to know that there's someone alive in the house. Don't ask me how I know. This fellow on the front step doesn't even have eyes anymore. Maybe they can hear a heartbeat or smell sweat or blood. I spent a couple days naming them. Some of the faces I recognized and gave their old names to them. The same old gang's been hanging out here for the last few weeks, slowly dropping in number as they fall to pieces. They never wandered off, though. There are 79 who were once men and 63 who were once women out there. Once, just to see what would happen. I shot one in the head with our shotgun. You know... To see if the old shoot a zombie in the head and they die for good adage had any truth. So I've actually got 79 who were once men and 62 who were once women and one who was once a woman and decided to keep standing even after losing about 80% of its head. And I'm down one shotgun shell. So they wait and I'm losing it. I'm talking to myself constantly, and I ate a stuffed animal last night. The cotton dip... <laughs> the cotton went down hard, but it felt good to have something in my stomach again. There are no fruit, fruit trees around, and anyway, it's November. Water has been getting scarcer. The tap water stopped working eight days ago. Luckily, I filled the bathtub and every bottle I could find before it stopped. Oh great, now the lamp's getting brighter and I hear a buzzing sound. I wonder if the power's going at... Well, that wasn't fun. Total loss of power for four days. Ever try sleeping in the dark knowing that there are things just outside that'll kill you and make you one of them the first chance they got? Probably, since these things are everywhere. As far as I can tell. 
Quick update. I mentioned Herschel. That guy on my porch. One of his legs fell off, so he's sitting down sniffing at it. Thank God they lose all higher brain functions. I'm pretty sure the soul isn't held captive in these things, and that this is all that the disease, or whatever, trying to spread itself as far as it can in the population. I don't know if you've noticed this, reader, but the animals just don't seem to be affected. It's a small comfort. Of course, they'll die if they eat the flesh, but then don't get back up once they die. Weird, huh? I'm getting hungry and desperate. Maybe just, maybe, I can load the, load the old 22 and bag a squirrel from inside, but how would I get to it? On one hand, I'm a bit more optimistic than whoever you are. The power couldn't have come back if there weren't people out there working to restore it. I'm feeling lucky. Time to grab a sword and go drop this in the brook. Maybe this whole thing is almost over. Maybe. On the other hand, if it's almost over, why are there fresh faces outside today? Okay. And that... That, that was... Oh my god. <laughs> that is fresh faces. Oh god. But the fact that he... That, no! His little... I know. The little brother thing got me too. Oh, I kind of want to cry because... Oh my god. Yeah. He had to literally watch as they fell apart. Yeah. That's creepy though. Yeah. Oh my god. So what did you think about that one? That, that was good. Honestly. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, so, too, I, when I read I it. Really um, this story is credited to... I'm sorry. Hold on. Give me a second. Uh, Master Kenobi. So, Master Kenobi, we need your help. You're our only hope. Thank you so much for writing this story. It is phenomenal. I know. Okay. All right. Our next story is called Persuaded, and it is credited to Chris Stewart. And I just want to say, Chris Stewart, thank you so much. This is my favorite, favorite creepypasta. It's been two weeks since this whole thing started. It all started with a tanker accident. It was all over the news. Everyone thought it was just another oil spill. There were plenty of volunteers, plenty of people wanting to help the poor defenseless animals, plenty of victims. Within hours of the tanker accident, it started happening. The animals had gone crazy. They were scratching and biting the cleanup volunteers, and they said that it was an adverse effect to whatever was in the tanker. Rescue workers were still trying to get the crew out of the ship. They could hear screaming inside. Screams to open the doors. But 
That's when it all went to hell. As soon as they cut the door out. There was six minutes of broadcast before it went silent. Six minutes of screaming and agony. The ship crew attacked the rescue workers like rabid baboons, breaking bones and tearing flesh. The people on the shore weren't faring any better. Those that had been attacked by animals were attacking everyone else. It was worse than any war zone report. It was sheer brutality. And yet, the broadcast still went on for six minutes. Six minutes and then blank faces. No one could explain what was happening. They tried to continue with regular news, the economy, the weather, a cute human interest story, but that couldn't make us unsee what we had saw. I tried to continue with my regular existence, but every time I switched on the news or walked by a newsstand, it was there. The big mystery. They had some explanations. Some kind of infection, brain parasites, but it didn't matter. It wasn't an infection we were afraid of. It was them. Four days after the initial report, a state of, a state of emergency was raised. And yet, we'd all seen this before. Every zombie movie ever. People don't know who to trust. People were stockpiling food and weapons. Some tried to flee, but it seems every zombie movie was right. They didn't make it. Three days later, they arrived in my town. I expected moans, shuffling corpses, dismemberment, but that's where the movies lied. They ran through the streets, screaming. I remember running to my front door as fast as I could, locking, barricading, doing anything to make sure that it would stay shut. And then I headed, I headed somewhere, and then I headed for the window. I was on the second story, and I could see the carnage. They were unstoppable. They were aware. A group of them made it, made their ways through a building across the street. They jumped straight through plate glass windows. Even the shards slicing through them made no difference. They just kept coming. My barricade wasn't going to hold. I rushed around my flat, grabbing supplies and jamming them into the most secure room of my flat. I went back for one last look across the street and I wish I hadn't. In a second story window, my face met one of theirs. They knew where I was. I quickly dashed into the room and locked the door. I don't have any kind of panic room or a secure basement, so the safest place I could think of was my bathroom. No windows, one door with a lock. I had filled my sink and bathtub full of water so I could stay for a while. So I sat down there in the dark room with the distant screams in my ears. Mm -mm. I began to feel like I may have overreacted. It had been two hours, and there was no sign of them. It actually got quieter, and I thought that they had moved on. Maybe I could leave the room. 
get to the kitchen, grabbed some more food, and waited out. A crash came from the front door. The sound of someone running full force into the door and knocking down the barrier behind it. There were a couple more crashes before I knew they were inside. Rapid footsteps moving around the flat, a couple screams, and then a bang on the wall right beside me. My eyes were open to their widest, even in the pitch black darkness of the room. Another bang, and another. They knew I was there, and they knew I was scared. This was the zombie nightmare I had been expecting from the start. I had nowhere to run. There was only so much time before they could break in. I sat with my back to the door, hoping my extra weight would make it harder for them to get in. And then it got worse. Why don't you open the door? A voice on the opposite side of the door. No screams or moans, just a quiet, whispery voice. And then more of them. We've come for you. You'll be happier if you open the door. It's not so bad. Became a cacophony of noise trying to persuade me. To break me. To fool me. I had heard that the moaning of zombies would drive people insane, but this, this was worse. It was a siren call. I sat in the darkness and hoped and prayed they would get bored. But they don't get bored. And they don't leave. I managed to use the mirror to peek under the door only to be greeted by horrible, unblinking eyes. Blood smeared their faces. Screams and more horrible whispers. That was two days ago. I don't know what to do anymore. Maybe, maybe it won't be so bad. Mm. And that, my dears, is persuaded. What'd you think? Uh, I don't know what to think. First off, horror movie why? You know in the bathroom you're probably about to die in the next few minutes. They survived at least, kinda. Kinda. <laughs> kinda. Kinda? <laughs> kinda. But everyone knows don't go in the bathroom. Don't go in the bathroom. That's gonna be your downfall. No, it's, I'm saying it's not even that they went into the bathroom. It's that they cornered themselves. They cornered themselves where they had no point of escape. Like, why, did, why didn't they run? I don't know. I mean, even... Ugh, even if they hadn't, they'd probably run out of water and food. True. Unless they ran into a supermarket somewhere and hid there. Like, they'd have a few rations and stuff if they, like, hurried into a shop or something and then dashed out but they are super fast yeah they're so. like really fucking fast yeah so it's kind of downfall either way 
So, like, my thing is, <laughs> I've always said that if there was a zombie apocalypse, I would go find the nearest, like, big package store, you know? Like, like a Sam's Club or, oh god, what's that other one that's really popular? Costco? Is it Costco? I don't, I don't, I don't know what Costco so. is. I don't think so. Anyway, and that we, I would try to take over there because there's plenty of food and water and like pretty much everything we could need right there. But the downside of that is, is those are only going to be in the middle of big cities. Oh. Like Hattiesburg or Mobile. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So. I would probably try to take over, like, do the Dollar General nearby. Because you know? <laughs> I, I could get everything I need, like some sodas, some fast stuff, and get out. But if the zombies no, are see, fast, however. I'm talking about holding up in the Sam's Club. Oh, heck no. And that defending that. Yeah, I'd, if the zombies are strong and fast, you'd probably have no chance, even in a huge space. Mm -hmm. A small space, maybe, you can juke them out and get out some way. <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. With these zombies, it might be pretty hard especially since they have like this luring voice apparently yeah 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 um yeah so that would be pretty hard the persuading voices yeah that that would be hard to kind of avoid yeah Ooh. <sighs> so neither one of us has a good zombie apocalypse plan yeah we'd be Screwed to the core, <laughs> like my guy. Um, yeah, I'm glad my brother ain't here. Hey, um, my creepy crew, do us a favor and on the Let's Get Creepy Facebook page, um, leave us a note, like, and let us know what is your zombie apocalypse plan, cause we ain't got Jack. <laughs> and hey, maybe we can get a whole group and maybe defend each other off. Like someone nice with shotguns and someone good with blades and stuff, even though that's like... But they could like pickpocket people and stuff. What the fuck are you <laughs> even talking about I'm now? I'm going full on apocalypse, okay? <laughs> if we're talking about zombie apocalypse... We're going full on in. We need a group. We're going to need knives to get strangers people. Because everyone's going to be shooting up people. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Especially even ones that are actually alive and not zombies. Yeah. And we live We live in the... We, yeah. We live in South Mississippi. So you can imagine all the rednecks with all their guns. And, oh, you know that dude that pissed you off? Oh, well, he's a zombie now. Bang, bang. Nobody can tell you anything else. Ha, 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 ha. Um, and you won't it's not illegal anymore this is, apocalypse this this conversation is getting real fuckery so okay <laughs> i'm going to stop us right there and we will move on to our last and final story of the day the rake who is mom's 
paralysis demon. Paralysis demon. Sleep paralysis. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, me and him don't get along very well. Okay. All good in the in the pillow fort? We good? Yeah, I think so. Can you contain yourself? Maybe. Alright. Okay. <clears throat> this next creepy pasta, as I said before, is the, the rake. rake. This is the one that I wanted to warn everybody about due to the mentions of suicide. Sleep paralysis demons. And maybe death. Uh, maybe possibly death. But yeah, okay. <coughs> Pardon me. It wasn't a lot of silence. It was a short silence. No, it was a lot of silence. Sorry for the dead air. Okay, the rake. A suicide note, 1964. As I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to assuage any guilt or pain I have introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt his presence, and once I awoke and saw his form. Once again I awoke and heard his voice and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what might. <laughs> I cannot sleep for fear of what I might next wake up. God damn it! Awake! 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 Lucian, fuck! God damn it! Learn to read. Aren't you supposed to call yourself Beverly when you're mad at yourself? Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Stupid, stupid Beverly. Okay. Boo, boo, boo. Once again, I awoke, and I heard his voice, and I looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I might next awake to experience. I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. Found in the same wooden box were two empty envelopes addressed to William and Rose, and one loose personal letter with no envelope. Dearest Lenny, I have prayed for you. He spoke your name. Oh, A journal entry <laughs> translated from Spanish, 1880. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They see me and pierced me. His wet hand. I will not sleep. His voice. Unintelligible text. <laughs> A Mariner's Log. 1960. Erp. 1960. It ain't 1960. <laughs> 16 1691. Is my mic even on? Is uh, it on this time? I don't know. I think so. Maybe. Jesus. Uh, okay. Mariner's Log, 
God. 1691. What are numbers, guys? What are numbers? He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed, I felt a sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. From a witness, 2006. Three years ago, I had just returned from a trip to Niagara Falls with my family for the 4th of July. We were all exhausted after a long day of driving, so my husband and I put the kids straight to bed and called it a night. At about 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to go use the restroom. I used the moment to steal back the sheets, only to wake him in the process. I apologized and told him that I thought he had gotten out of bed. When he turned to face me, he gasped, pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly, his knees almost knocked me out of the bed. He then grabbed me and said nothing. After adjusting to the dark for half a second, I was able to see what caused this strange reaction. At the foot of the bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man or a large, hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it had been hit by a car or something. For some reason, I was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as to its condition. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into fetal position, occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled to the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds. Or, or probably closer to five, it just seemed like a while. Just looking at my husband, the creature then placed its hand on his knee and ran into the hallway leading to the kids' rooms. Oh, God. I screamed and ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he could hurt my children. When I got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see it crouched and hunched over about 20 feet away. He turned around and looked directly at me covered in blood I flipped on the I flipped on the switch on the wall and saw my daughter Clara the creature ran downstairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter she was badly injured and spoke only once more in her short life she said he's the rake My husband drove his car into the lake that night while rushing my daughter to the hospital and did not survive. Being a small town, news gets around pretty quickly. Police were helpful at first and the local newspaper took a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published and the local television news never followed up either. For several months, my son Justin and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house. After we decided to return home, I began looking for answers myself. 
I eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had seen the creature we now referred to as the rake. It took the four of us about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with an email collection of what we believed to be encounters of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, or follow-up. One journal had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages and never mentioning it again. A ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, saying that only that they were told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in the log. There were, however, many instances where the creatures visit one of a series of visits with the same person. Sorry, my nose itches. Excuse me. Okay. Multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night, every night, for two weeks. I would tediously scan through the seconds of me rolling around in bed each day when I woke up. By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. This still took almost an hour every day. Ow. Excuse you. That hurt. It sounded painful. <clears throat> On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before. And now, I believe that it spoke when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but for some reason, the voice on the recorder immediately brings me back to that moment. The thoughts that must have gone through my daughter's head make me very upset. I have not seen the rake since he ruined my life, but I know now that he has been here in my room while I slept. I know and fear that one night I'll wake up to see him staring at me. And that is the rake. Dear God. Dear God. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I have. I've woken up just screaming my head off because I dreamed of that thing multiple times. Oh. My God. And my family gets to <laughs> hear the fallout of those dreams when they happen. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Rake is honestly weird, extraordinary, unnatural, and pretty cool, honestly. You think it's cool? It ate her daughter. 
I mean, it did eat her daughter, but it did tell them to leave to the father. They could have left. Did it tell the father yeah, to leave? because she remembers him speaking. Remember? No, she just, the voice sounds familiar to her. But if it sounds familiar to her, doesn't that mean it spoke to the father? Mm, maybe. It's a possibility. It is a possibility. So, yeah. that's, that's why I think they should have left immediately. Like, how can you see that and try to stay there? I mean... Yeah, no, no. After that first instance, I'd have been like, Mom, Dad, I love you. Coming home, staying with you. <laughs> um, mm, me, I'd be like, <laughs> bye. Either that or, holy fuck, I'm taking a plane to the other side of the world. Either that or I'd be like, okay, time to make a time machine and try to stay away from this thing. Why <laughs> what? do you exist? A time machine? Why would you need a fucking time machine? I mean, there's a letter. Letter in the story. There's a letter in the story from 16. Yes, I did it right this time. 1691. <laughs> I like how you just kind of <sighs> reminded your viewers that you can't up on that one Yeah, yeah. Part. Um, I mean, <laughs> you mean my my listeners? Yeah. And my creepy crew. I'm, I'm 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 sure. I'm sure if they've made it this far, they heard me mess up. And I don't even know why anybody listens to this. Y'all can y'all can stop listening. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Don't stop listening. Please. Yes, yeah. Because you guys make me so happy and I just hope that I make you happy and I was wanting to introduce my daughter Jennifer as my co-host. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's 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 her. Uh once again, thank you guys for taking the time to just listen, listen to, to us. Yeah. <laughs> and be goofballs. That one especially. Welcome to hey. Okay. <laughs> I didn't welcome everybody to the pillow fort at the beginning of the episode, and I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah. I am once again going to remind you guys that I have a listener support turned on in case anybody wants to sign up for that and possibly help me get better recording gear mainly a mic for my desk so that Jennifer and I aren't using <laughs> the mic for my headset at the same time <laughs> and there was something else you guys have a good day let's just say it Okay, yeah, yeah, I hope everybody's doing well, and if you live around here near me, where I know most of you do, stay safe during the bad weather that's coming, please. I just looked at my phone a minute ago, and it said that the hurricane was most likely headed towards Louisiana, which means that we're going to be on the right side of it. Fun stuff. Yay! Here's hoping no more trees fall in our yard. Um... Also, I'm, I'm 
thinking about setting up a Discord server for everybody to just hang out in and share memes and discuss stories and just hang out and talk, you know? Uh, I'm really not good at my social media presence <laughs> except for my main Facebook account where I am. I mostly shitpost all the time. So. What is that? <laughs> you don't know what shitposting is? No, I don't. Oh, it's just where you share a bunch of memes with no. No explanation. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Just like oh, the weirdest. I do that too. Just the weirdest stuff that you can find. Which, ah. I mean, you guys are all free to send me a frame request. I will take frame requests. Um, Just don't yeah. be an a-hole. Yeah, always don't be an a-hole. <laughs> that that should be like the motto. A-holes are not invited to the pillow forts. Exactly, and only you you might be let in if you have some chocolate chip mint ice cream for mom, and then cookie dough ice cream for me, and some pizza. Why? You're hungry, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and end today's episode right here. Once again, I love you guys. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you could, like, give me a rating or comment wherever you listen to this podcast. 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 Podcast, Mom. Podcast. Pod, pod, oh, that <sighs> would actually probably be a really cute drawing. A podcat? A podcat. What would it be? Like a, a cat in a pea pod? Maybe. Or maybe it's like a cat that has headphones and literally is recording something. Oh, and something. he's recording the podcast. Oh yeah, my god. he's a podcat. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Remember, stay creepy, friends. Bye.